0: Robin Papworth here from Play, Move, Improve. Today I had an amazing chat with a psychologist who works with children from trauma. So I wanted to chat to you about what our discussion was around children's ability to pay attention when they're anxious or nervous. This episode isn't just for children from trauma though, all of us have anxiety, anxiety is a good thing, anxiety is what gets me out of bed anymore, bed in the morning, anxiety is what gets me to my peak performance just before I present on camera, I'm anxious, anxiety is a good thing, it's when anxiety impacts our day, when anxiety inca- makes us not want to get out of bed or not want to drive a car, then that's when anxiety is impacting our life. So when we talk about anxiety, I talk about it on a bell-shaped curve. So I'll just show you my little fancy-dancy whiteboard here. So basically what happens is we have a sweet spot for our level of performance. Now, performance could be anything. Performance could be me remembering what to say to you in this video. It could be being able to get my thoughts from my head onto paper, the ability of a professional tennis player to be able to go out there and play their best match. Performance can be whatever the task is that you're doing. Performance for me at the moment is getting back my skills of crochet. So social isolation, I've gone back to crocheting. My performance is impacted by my anxiety and my arousal level. Arousal level basically means how interested, how motivated, how alert I am and that all impacts our performance. So when we're working with children or we're encouraging children, especially at the moment we're trying to get children to homeschool, getting children to homeschool in their natural environment is going to be a challenge because in their natural environment, their anxiety, their level of anxiety is different to what they've typically been in the classroom. In the classroom, they may have been used to working in a chaotic calm or calm environment it's completely different in a classroom to what their environment is like at home at home we have distraction we have screen time distractions we have sibling distractions all of that will impact our anxiety levels and our arousal which will of course then impact our performance the idea is is to get to the sweet spot so what i call the sweet spot is just up here at the top What we want to do is get the body aroused or anxious enough. I don't want to deliberately make children anxious, but get them aroused and anxious enough that they're at their peak performance. Because if we don't have enough anxiety, I don't show up for this video. I don't get out of bed in the morning. I don't rush to go and get my children breakfast because anxiety gives you that drive and that motivation to do something. So if I'm too low, not anxious enough, not motivated enough, not aroused enough, then I'm going to perform quite low. On the opposite end of the spectrum, if I'm over anxious, worrying too much, too distracted in my own mind, can't focus, then our performance is going to be poor as well. So the goal here is to help children get to the optimal level of attention, which is through a range of different things. I'm going to share three with you now. The first one that I share with you is the environment. Try and make the environment the best that you can to suit the child. For example, children from trauma at the moment are sitting in a household that may not be ideal for them. They may be in a household where their anxiety has peaked. We need to get their anxiety down. Unfortunately, we can't house all of these children. I can't take them out of the home. But what I can do is we can share our resources online. Share fun movement videos, share fun music and movement dances, dancing classes, anything we can to our children to get them to reduce their anxiety. What I've been doing is trying to give these videos away for free and I know there's beautiful dance teachers and gym coaches who are giving away this information for free. Try and get it into the hands of the children that we can so they can play, this, play these activities or engage in these experiences online before they then have to concentrate on their schoolwork. Step one. What I love about movement is movement increases arousal straight away. When we move our body, our arousal peaks, we become more alert because there's more oxygen going around our brain. So movement before learning, whether it be dancing, jumping, doing one of my free morning routines, following one of my crossing the midline videos, whatever you can will improve arousal so you can get to this sweet spot. That's our goal. They're gonna learn better when they're at their top level of their performance. What we also can do, as I said, be careful of the environment. You might be able to calm the environment by putting relaxing music on or by having no music at all. I would strongly encourage TV to be turned off because what can happen is TV can overstimulate our senses and when our senses are overstimulated, we then become over aroused. We go to the other end of the spectrum where our performance drops again. We need that sweet spot, eliminate distractions. Another thing that we can do is really make use of fidget toys. You know, in a classroom, we try and avoid as many fidget toys as we can because 27 or 30 children with fidget toys is overwhelming for the whole class. But if you're just at home with the little small family that you have, then fidget toys are great. What happens with a fidget toy and something like this, for example, or it can be anything really, it can be a little bit of a texter, it doesn't matter. What it does is that calming action of fidgeting with something while our teacher's talking to us on the laptop or while we're reading, getting read text from someone. When we're fidgeting, we're managing our level of arousal. We're reducing our anxiety. So fidgeting helps to get to that sweet spot. So basically, we're looking at the environment. How can we make sure that everything is distraction-free, nice and calm, anxiety at its best? Fidget toys are the second one. The third one is chatting to children about what will happen after. Because we're all the same. I'm going to give this video, what's going to happen after? I'm going to get up in the morning, I'm going to have my normal routine, and then what am I doing after? It's the after that children often worry about, and that's when they get stuck in the task. They don't want to do the task because they don't know how long it's going for, and they don't know when it's going to end, and they don't know what they're doing after. So visual schedules or a timetable is fantastic. What I would encourage is just to say we're going to do five minutes of this activity and then it's free time. Or it's you lead mummy time where you tell me what we're doing next. Giving children the idea that they're going to be doing something, for example, for five minutes. And then after that five minutes is up, what would they like to do? They then get that ownership over their learning as well. So then they can have the more motivation because when we have more motivation, we have less anxiety, when we have more motivation, we have a greater arousal level. Again, it's coming back to the sweet spot. Getting the environment set up, giving them something to fidget with if that's what will help them, and what is happening after. I'm gonna do my online class with my teacher, and then after that, I'm gonna go and do Lego, or I'm gonna go and play outside. Setting them up for that, they know that they're going to give their level of effort that they possibly can while they're listening to their teacher and then they're going to get something really exciting. What I do also for children who are reluctant to be involved in homeschooling is I give them the more effort they give, the higher the reward they give. I'll break that down, it's okay. Say for example... They, get, they are given 20 minutes of online learning with their teacher and they put in heaps of effort. You can see them focusing on their teacher, engaged with what their teacher's saying, or they're giving massive amounts of effort with the tasks that you've given them. I would then give them a bigger reward at the end. For example, instead of five minutes of ch- child-led play, so play where you follow their lead, they get 15 minutes of child-led play. Another example, they're supposed to get five minutes of screen time, free play screen time after being online with their teacher, they get 20 minutes of online screen time. What children will soon discover, the more effort they put into their learning, the more reward that they're given. We're similar, really. The more effort I give at work, the more income I get from my boss. Our human brain is designed to be rewards driven or motivated by something. I don't want it to always be food or stickers or always praise but these times are different to normal. This is unfamiliar environment not just for us but for our kids. They're not in their normal class environment. They don't have their normal teacher support. They're trying to learn and live with their mum or their dad. That's hard work. We're not able to provide the same education for our children as we would for other children. I am by no means the same therapist to my children as I am to other children. My children listen to me way less than the children that I work for. So we're living in a world of so social isolation, trying to homeschool children with parents that they're not used to having that relationship with. So we need to use as many resources and support as we can. It's not ideal to always run children off a reward system, but let's try it in these times when everyone's stressed and all things are really challenging for us. I'm going to go back to the three things that we're going to try and do to get them to this optimal level of learning and focus. And what they are is look at the environment. Is it too distracting? Turn that sound down. Turn the lights down. Try and put them near a window with natural light. Try and give them a clean, clutter-free desk or... Do they need more stimulation? Are they too underwhelmed? For example, my kids like to have music on in the background at all times. If we have a silent house, we have an unmotivated house. All of us are similar in that boat. So environment, number one. Number two, fidget toys. Try and get them to fidget, get them, get their body. They know how to get their bodies to that optimal level. It might be some kids might like to stand at their desk while they're learning. They like to stand and move their body and fidget a little bit. Other kids might like to sit on a cushion and wriggle their bottom on a cushion. Some kids might like to fidget. The third one is give them an understanding of what is happening after. What are we going to do once we finish this online learning? What do I do once I finish this worksheet? It's motivating our kids and chatting to them about we're all in this situation that we don't want to be in. It's not ideal. We don't have our normal teacher. We don't have our school friends. This is the best we can do at this situation. Let's all work together as a team. And when we work together as a team and we do the work that we might not want to do but we have to do, then we get a reward at the end. All of us get a reward at the end through child-led play, family time, outside time. With distraction, before I go, one last extra bonus tip. Make sure you're not distracted as well. That's hard to say, I, I know, I know. But I disconnect myself from social media, phone, any distraction because the kids may possibly need me. And if it's an hour and a half to two hours per day, then I just put it into our schedule. I might break it up. So today, for example, Phoebe was a little bit tired, so I've broken our sessions up today. But... Know that when we are doing learning, everyone is distraction free. It means they can have my attention similar to what they would have their teacher's support. And I'm not getting frustrated because I'm mid reading something and then they have a question. Hopefully that helps you in your ideas of how to get children to pay attention to you and how to get them to focus. If you have any questions, please contact me online, Facebook or Instagram at playmoveimprove. Have a fantastic day, good luck. And any questions, bring them in. You have been listening to Robin Papworth, exercise physiologist, developmental educator, speaker, author, mum of three, from Play, Move, Improve. If you have enjoyed our content, please leave a review on iTunes, Spotify or on our website, playmoveimprove.com.au. Have a great day.